Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. Today is February 24th, 2020, and we are getting so, so close to turkey season finally being here, so we're keeping that ball rolling with more turkey episodes. But before we get into all that, I've got to tell you about something we have going on at Primos.com, that is the Springtime Bundles. It's where we take some of our products we think match together well, put them in one package, and then offer them to you right now for 20% off. Some of my favorites include like the Will Primos Bundle. It comes with a drag strip slate call, the Tall Timber Gabriel box call, which is a great box call that Will designed himself, Power Crystal Slate, a classic we've had around a while, Probably my other favorite would be the Bottomland Bundle. It comes with the new Bottomland half face mask, the foggy bottom slate call with Frixnite surface, and the Bottomland mouth call with Ghost Cut. This is the first time we've ever offered a bundle package like this, and I'm very excited about it because it's really, really good stuff. And like I said, 20% off. So check it out right now at primos.com. Today, we are with my friends Aaron Warbritton and Greg Clements of The Hunting Public, two of the best guys I know. They taught me a lot when I was getting started. We talk about that some in this episode, actually, but they're also some of the best turkey hunters that I know, and they're some of the best, absolute best, at consistently killing turkeys on public land, and that's what we talk about. We dive into some of their tactics, what they do to maximize their efficiency, to get themselves consistently in areas and in situations where they can kill turkeys consistently in public land. So this is a great episode to learn from. They're two good guys to listen to and just great all-around guys. I think you'll enjoy it. So please dive into this episode with an open mind ready to learn. And lastly, if you want to do us a big, big favor, head on over to our page on iTunes, give us a five-star rating if you would, and write us a review. It's much appreciated. Enjoy the show. Is it recording? Yes, it is. All right. So speak the language podcast if it first i'm gonna say if y'all there's a lot of background noise that everyone's not used to it's because we're at the 2020 nwtf convention and uh i'm here with i've had aaron from the hunting public on before but i've never had greg on before first time but what's cool about this is i don't know several times on this podcast i've talked about the my days at midwest whitetail and i've referenced both you and aaron Y'all were like my mentors. It was many days ago, like <laughs> many days. It's nostalgic for me right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is for sure. Yeah. Anytime we meet somebody that has come through the the internship program, yeah, there's a uh, you know, fond memories to uh, talk about. Here we go. There it goes. Every time. <laughs> well, I don't know where they're at. I'm telling you, it happens every time. We're just gonna have to pause it. <laughs> You're gonna have to cut around this, I guess, or just just leave it in there. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> well, hey, the the show's gonna open in three minutes. So well, in three minutes, we'll yeah, get right. another announcement that the show is open. The show is now open. Yeah. Yep. But anyhow, so a um, couple of reasons I wanted to bring y'all guys on here. One, uh, y'all are really popular right now. The hunting public is. I love y'all stuff. Everyone seems to be loving y'all stuff. I want to ask, like, so at this point in the seat, and not in the season, obviously, season not open yet. It's February, but like, what do y'all? Or, or do y'all have like a tentative schedule yet? Like, y'all, y'all have like, all right, we're gonna go here, 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 or, or how, how do y'all go about putting that together? Well, we're trying to make a tentative it's, schedule. Tentative is a good word for it. Tentative. <laughs> I mean. From year to year, it's going to be roughly the same south to north. Right. You know, just trying to hit those early seasons. But, of course, you know, this year some of the se- season dates are changing. Yeah. Like Alabama's coming in a week later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so. there's going to be a people just packed into Mississippi on the weekend of the 14th. That's what we were talking about. Because, you know, I mean, I've 
grew up hunting public land down there. Jordan did. I've got several friends that do. We're like, man, what is public land going to be like on the opening morning? It's going to be a zoo that it, first mm-hmm. weekend. Because you, you already get that big influx from Arkansas, mm-hmm. but now Alabama's not going to be open, so they're right. going to be like, oh, Mississippi party, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but what are you going to what do you do? By that, I'm assuming that the hunting will be good that first week once you get into the actual weekdays, but that first weekend. It's going to be like a zoo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, I was talking to Josh Thrash earlier today, and he said that he's. He, we don't talk about him on this podcast. He said that he thinks that it's going to be a little bit of an early spring. Really? Yeah, but I I don't know if you guys have seen the same thing with all the moisture and maybe maybe yeah. the weather's been kind of warm. One minute the show's opening. One here. minute the show will be open. And they'll probably let us know in thirty seconds that it's in thirty more seconds. The it'll show be open. is now open. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna they're gonna let us know. But all, yeah, yeah, you? I don't know. I mean, Thrash seems to think it's gonna be a, the spring is gonna come a little early, and that if as long as the weather doesn't turn off super cold, that yeah. birch could be cranking pretty good i personally would not hate that because here what happens with us every year like with our schedule and especially this year like we'll hit florida early yeah because we can't you know we'll we'll be at florida like march 6th and then we'll be back for opening day of our season and we usually get like the most chunk of time we have to hunt at home is early yep as soon as april hits we're gone right so if it was ripping early i would not be upset at all because like (laughs) last year it was not as not so much on right. the early side of things i got lucky and killed one like on the fifth day of the season but i, mean, I just got lucky is all that was to it what's but, mississippi back limit on uh, turkeys? three three okay i personally wish it it wasn't because I, I, right, show's open show's open now show is open yeehaw the show is open now yeehaw but yeah man i we're, we always start down south when the season's open, and yeah. and we're usually in Mississippi or Alabama, and we might try to go to North Florida this year when it opens really? on the 21st. Yeah, I'm not real sure yet. We just we're still kicking around ideas. The thing I do know is that we're going to be Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, North Florida for like two and a half weeks. Yeah, and we're just going to be bouncing between those four states mm-hmm. until you know early April. Yeah, do y'all? So y'all y'all's crew. Are y'all going to, like, hunt one big group, or is, like, someone going to be in, y'all going to be separated between all those states you just listed off? Just probably get, separate. Going every which way? Probably send, like, three or four people to one area, mm-hmm. and then two or three people to another area. That way we're yeah. creating content in mm-hmm. two different places. Yeah. You know, gives us better odds of killing a yeah. turkey on video, too. I, I understand, man. <laughs> I understand. So, like, like well, how do y'all... How do y'all go about? Because like your format, like I said, obviously it's it's working. Y'all are, y'all are doing really well. like. When do y'all decide? Like, hey, we have enough content to put an episode out. Like, do, do y'all have a certain mark that you hit, or is it just y'all just kind of have to feel it? You know. Yeah, I mean, if it's a really really slow day where there's really no turkey hunting action, nothing really good to learn, then we may yeah. skip over that day or blend it in with another day. But I mean, ideally, we're trying to do it day by day, especially when yeah. we're starting out early. Right. Uh, people are, you know, in Alabama last year, I think we probably had five or six videos from there, mm-hmm. you know, getting there, kind of the scouting, really laying out the whole yeah. the whole process. I mean, thinking back to 2018 when we went to Alabama, I think we hunted seven days before we killed a bird, before That's, we saw a bird. That sounds about right. Before we yeah. saw a bird. And those still got 
good viewership because people can relate to the the struggles of hunting public land early season in Alabama. Oh yeah, hundred so, percent. And we, you know, we've got enough guys around. We got enough personalities. You know, there's there's always something interesting going on. So yeah. we can you know try to make some kind of episode. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that is is really like a beauty about what y'all do in y'all's formats because like we can't like so when primos when we do a TV show. We really don't have the opportunity to do all that to tell to go in detail with as much of the story, right. right? You know, whereas like with what you guys do, you can show, hey, we went for five days, seven days, and we didn't see a turkey. And I personally think people want to see that. You know, you they can't do. you can't just show mm-hmm. that, make it look like you go and you kill a turkey every time you step into the woods. You know, because that's just not reality, right? Or the yeah. way, especially on public land in Alabama. You know. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. That those are the hunts that seem to do the best for us are the ones where we go in and we hunt for a week and grind it out day by day and eventually scratch a bird out, you mm-hmm. know, or a deer at the end of the hunt or whatever it is because people can relate to that struggle. Yeah. I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. dealing with that. And, and to be honest, those short hunts, we usually try to keep them around seven days max. Occasionally we'll go over that, but that's usually what people have. Yeah, they they may have a week, this vacation to take a trip with their family and their friends or whatever out of state or maybe in state. Yeah, and that's the amount of time that they have. So if anything we can help teach them in that period is is good. Yeah, I still think one of the most like one of the most creative things I saw in one of your videos one time is you were showing you made a, a scratch line in the road yeah. so you could tell if someone drove over it or not. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's pretty slick right there. Because mm-hmm. that's like the first thing you pull up when you get to one of your spots. You're like, I wonder if anyone else has been here. Yep. Yeah. Did you make that up yourself or did you get it from somebody? I don't think I got that one from somebody. I get most everything else from somebody. You can't. But I just thought, like, well, down there, a lot of those roads are real sandy. Yeah. You know, down south. Yeah. So when somebody drives over them, you know, they leave an imprint. And it's just a dead-end road that accesses this piece of public land. So driving out of that road, I just thought, well, man, I'm going to draw a scratch in that road so that I can come back every day and check and see if there's tire tracks in that scratch. And went back there the next day, and there was two fresh sets of tire tracks going down that road. So I was like, nope, I'm not going to drive the mm -hmm. other six miles down the end of this dead-end road because there's somebody already down there. Yeah, See, that's I I remember when I saw it, I was like, man, if I'd have known that when I was in college, I could have saved a lot of time on the refuge I hunted close to the school. Because there's several times I drive all the way down there, there'd be two trucks parked. (sighs) Time to turn around and go somewhere else. With big pieces of public land, that's what we focus on more than anything is efficiency. It's mm-hmm. just like trying to scout as much ground as fast as, as possible, whether that's from the truck or by boots on the ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you, you know how it is in a lot of those public areas, you may pull into a road that goes for like 15 miles into the center of the public right there. Yeah. And if you can just pull in there and know if there's a bunch of people driving up and down that road immediately, then you can write that off and move. Yeah, let's go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of spending a bunch of time in an area where there's already a bunch of people, yeah, makes sense. So. Do you ever? So I, I've got to ask this question, especially with both of y'all sitting here. So, like the thing that you hear all the time from Turkey, not just Mississippi, but all over the Southeast, every everyone says the turkeys are down down here in the Southeast are just way more difficult. Everybody says it. So they say that up in Missouri, where I'm from. They're like, you come up here to Missouri, man, you, these are the hardest turkeys you ever see. <laughs> yeah. You hear that from guys in Pennsylvania. You hear it about deer. Yeah. You know, the Michigan folks are like, man, you all got to come up here and deer hunt because mm-hmm. these are the hardest deer these are the most that ever be, yeah. you know, that God has ever made. <laughs> and 
there's some truth to that in some areas, I would say, but for the most part, man, it's just hunting. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's there's some areas with more pressure than others, but it when it comes down to is you're you're learning new country and you're trying to understand how the animals use the habitat in that particular area and then how to avoid people so that you can kill yeah. one of them. And it really is like I mean it sounds real basic to say that, but that's that's the way we look at it everywhere we go yeah. to a I new will area. Say, and I haven't hunted there, but you guys have hunted Arkansas a couple of times, yep. and that seems very difficult. That's the toughest area I've hunted turkeys. Arkansas, but, yep. Arkansas but public land, yeah. I think it's I think it's more just because of the bird numbers down there right now. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the habitat and the terrain that they're in. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. and you can kill them down there when they're there. Right, and there, there's a lot of hunters, but everywhere has a, everywhere where you have public land and high populations. I mean, you're going to have a lot of hunters. Yeah, that's just how it is. Yeah, you know, and there's lots of places like that. But in Arkansas, where I've hunted now a couple years, the populations are just way yeah. down. Yeah. So well, and I mean, thing is, is just as basic as you can make that thought. But if there's not that many turkeys. <laughs> They're going to be a little bit more difficult to kill. You know, oh, yeah, just, you're hunting public land. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people and not a lot of birds. It, when you find one, everybody else probably knows about it. Yeah. You know, but it's just, I was talking to Dave Owens about this, you know, because he kind of feels the same way mm-hmm. traveling and hunting all over the place. As far as, like, difficulty goes? Yeah. yeah. Um, Arkansas could be the toughest state that we've hunted, but, man, if you pull into a new spot and a bird is in there, there's just one bird in there hammering, you can walk right in there and kill that thing just like you can yeah. anywhere else. It well, still is a turkey at the end of the day. You had heard, like I'd heard, you know, before, because I didn't really start traveling much turkey hunting until yeah. I got, the, you know, until Primo's came. And, and uh, I'd heard the same thing. But, and... To my, I'd heard you know some people say, "Oh, Merriams are easy." You yeah. hear, you hear that sometimes. Yep. I've seen Merriams that are crafty as any turkey I've ever hunted mm. in Mississippi, and I've seen turkeys in Mississippi run in not not often, but I've seen a two-year-old in Mississippi run in like he's suicidal. You know, <laughs> it's just just so I, I agree yep. with more along the lines of what you're saying. I mean, turkey's going to be a turkey. Mm. Oh man, I've hunted Merriams yeah. when the weather got real bad out yeah. there. And they got they just flocked up like the devil, and it was just really, really difficult. Like the wind and everything, you couldn't hear them. They weren't talking. I mean, yeah. We were, we were hunting in Colorado, and we found this turkey. <laughs> we are in the San Greta Cristo Mountains, some of the same places that we elk hunt. And I'm talking like mountains, mountains. We were at 10,400-some feet elevation. Yeah. One turkey, we could not kill him. We started calling him Wilbur because he gobbled at random times. He did what he wanted to, and he wouldn't listen to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Unless he died of old age or a cougar got him, he's still alive. We could not kill him. We found another turkey after like three days of chasing him. We were like, to heck with Wilbur. We'll go find another one. We found another one and managed to kill him. But Hmm. Legendary mountain gobbler. That was as crafty as any turkey we've ever (laughs) fooled. And it it wasn't just me. Wilbur tried to kill him. Troy tried to kill him. We couldn't nobody get him to act right. He was crazy. He was nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Couldn't make any sense of it. <laughs> that's, that's right, man. Turkeys yeah. will be turkeys regardless yeah. of where you hunt them at. Yeah. I mean, that's what's fun about it, though. You find those oh, for sure. turkeys or deer that are just almost impossible to kill. And sometimes you get whooped, and that's the end of the story. Like, well, that's what's fun about it. Well, that's a, a lot. We were talking about that. I was talking. Uh, we were, I was riding up here yesterday with Garrett, one of our product guys. And Garrett's originally from upstate New York. And he started, uh, now he's turkey hunting, and he's, he's started to tackle some, try to tackle some public land turkey hunting in Mississippi. And, you know, if, if you've never 
hunt, hunted on public land before, and if you've never turkey hunted before, you're going to find a little bit of difficulty just trying oh, yeah. just yeah. trying to put the pieces together. And he was talking about how you know he's <coughs> having some issues and he got close but couldn't. And I was like, dude, I'm telling you, when you finally kill one, and you will, mm-hmm. I'm, it'll be the most gratifying yeah. thing. You know, yep. I, like it'll be you worth bet. it. All that time you put in will be absolutely worth it. Yep. Because it's rewarding, especially when you have to work for it like that. Yeah, it is, man. I mean, we killed. The first year we hunted public land Mississippi opening week, we hunted seven days, and I just had a seven-day license. Yeah. And I didn't kill a bird. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the seven days, um, Zach, uh, who was with us, and filming, I was like, man, you get a license now, and I'll film you. Mm-hmm. So he bought one, and we killed one the first day that he had his license, so the eighth day that we were there. Worked out well for him. <laughs> yeah, worked out real well. But, I mean – it took us that long, I mean a week, mm-hmm. and we finally killed a little bitty 15, 16-pound two-year-old bird right as he was mm-hmm. coming to roost in the evening. Yeah, I remember watching that hunt. And it was like, man, you, you'd have thought that we just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, was, it yeah. was just unbelievable how much we celebrated that hunt yeah. because it, we worked so hard I know. Yeah. to that point. We, we were, it was, I think it was that same season, actually, you know, me and – Jordan, mostly me and Jordan together, we try to go hunt around there, the same piece of public that you yeah. were hunting on. And we just – we don't get a chance to hunt it that much because we got so much going on with primos or whatever. And we, we tried out there and just couldn't make it work. And we finally get on this one turkey. We got on him, like, right at fly down. And then I shot him, like, at one thirty something in the afternoon. Stayed yeah. on him the whole day. Mm-hmm. And the same kind of th- – like, I, when the turkey flopped, I think I, like, just laid on the ground. It was just like – just got him you know it's just a it's crazy though man that feeling when you're when you get on them like that and it seems to happen real frequently in early season because Mm -hmm. they're just super tough then with all the hens you just have to be so patient and stick with them but man your mind is just so absorbed with hunting those birds just non-stop and it's freeing i like it a lot because you can you can just focus on that one thing yeah, and uh, get your mind off everything else that's going on in the world. Yeah. it's it's awesome. Yeah, even if you don't end up getting them, that's fine. Even yeah. if you don't end up getting them, I need everything. Most of the time, you don't. Yeah, win some, lose most. Yep, especially <laughs> with deer. Good yeah. grief. Yeah, I don't want to talk about deer. Not after last <laughs> season. The Primo's Custom Meal Shop, the most exciting thing we have going on at Primo's.com right now. Especially since it's turkey season, you owe it to yourself to go check out some of the custom box calls that we have. This is where you can go in and design a box call to your exact specifications. Everything from the wood, to the graphics on the call, to the script that's written on the call. You can have your name, your initials, a Bible verse, whatever you want. It's a custom mill shop. You have to go check it out. And also with it being turkey season, we have some new stuff coming out that you're really going to like. So keep your eyes on the Primo's Custom Mill Shop, only at Primo's.com. I want to ask you all this because this is something that we get asked all the time and seeing as y'all hunt public ground as much as you do. Um, so someone will send in an inbox question, whatever. They're like, hey, I'm planning a trip to wherever, some state. And I've got this, you know, I'm going to try to hunt here. What should I, you know, I mean, literally, what should I do? What should I look for? So if y'all, if, if you're going to a piece of public ground that you've never been to before, What's the like? How are y'all going to tackle like? This is how we're going to try to find turkeys or put ourselves in a position to be close to turkeys. Well, well I mean, starting broad, you can contact a local biologist. Mm-hmm. Or at least mm-hmm. give you an idea of what areas are holding birds. I right. mean, obviously they're not going to give you the X on the map. Right. But you can right. 
you can start with some basic broad information that help you kind of narrow down your search. Yeah. Yeah. L understanding local conditions as well. Maybe there yeah. was flooding that has changed, um, you know, the way that properties are going to hunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And looking online at forums and whatnot, you can pick up little tidbits. It's, you, you never really get the whole thing. No. You never get all the information in one place. It doesn't seem like in most cases, but you just dig and dig. And eventually, like Greg said, you talk to a biologist and then you look into more information about the area you read up on the areas rules and regulations and yep. stuff and eventually you start to figure it all out to at least how it works on the surface and yep. then you can start looking at maps and trying to find areas where there's turkeys and the thing with turkeys that makes it a little bit more different than deer is deer are more adaptable than turkeys yeah so turkeys they got to have certain things in order to live in a in a particular spot and sometimes those things are right next to the road and right next to the parking lot and sometimes they're like six miles in there mm -hmm. um but the point is i think a lot of people get out of the truck and they take off walking just thinking like the further i get back in there the more likely yep. it's going to be that i'm going to find turkeys mm -hmm. and if the habitat isn't way back in there then the turkeys aren't going to be there right because they got to have water they got to have like openings you know whether it's fields or you know short grass brush something like that something, yeah. then they have to have mature timber somewhere close by and they've got to have it all in one one pretty confined area right. you know and if that that's the biggest thing when you get on these big monotonous national forests or big blocks of woods or whatever you get way the heck back in there, man. And if they don't have all those habitat features, there's not going to be many birds in that yeah. area, even if there's no people in there. Yeah. that's It's funny that you say that because you hear that all the time. Like mm -hmm. the, and, and, and I get the mindset. That like if I get away from everybody else, yep. then I'll find turkeys back there because they're not getting messed with, which they're not going to be there if, they don't, if there's not what they need back there. Mm. Yep. And yep. I've, I've, known, I've known folks to – walk by turkeys that are right across the road because they think they got to be way 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 back yep it's almost comical that's what we're looking for on the map though before we go is just habitat diversity especially water yeah you know because water i mean it's not always the limiting factor on an area but often it is often it is yep. you may take a fifteen thousand acre chunk and separate it out into four or five creek drainages that run through there and along all those creek drainages, especially where you've got some mature timber that butts up to some open country or fields or whatever, yeah. you're, you're going to find chance turkeys. You're, you're going to find turkeys in yeah. there. But maybe not out in the middle of a mass of open woods. Yeah. You know, where there's no water, yeah. or no openings. I'm not saying they won't be there. They they still will in some cases, but yeah, that's what, what we're looking at before we go to an area yeah. is that and that, habitat and, diversity. And that's what I was wanting to get at because I know some <laughs> folks, that, you know, they'll look at like an aerial f photograph of a you know some kind of piece of public ground and they're like well there's got to be turkeys in that big yeah. thing somewhere and they just don't really know where to start specifically you know mm -hmm. they're just kind of just shooting in the dark and go well then maybe that looks good and you know i one thing i always try to tell people too is don't like if you can don't give yourself just one option oh no mm -hmm. you know because like mm -hmm. i've done that before where i pull up to a spot that i've looked at on an aerial and it doesn't really look like i thought it was and i'm like and if you feel it and i'm like well crap <laughs> you know got to try somewhere else and so i'm like get a couple different spots you know that you can run to and look at and check out don't just get one exactly especially in real hard areas where you got lower populations and more hunters yeah you know i'm we may hit half a dozen spots before we find a turkey yeah 
and it may take us days to in order to do that and lots and lots of hours listening mm-hmm. to you know hear one or walking trying to find sign or whatever mm-hmm. but we we're always mapping that out ahead of time too when we go into an area it's like <coughs> we'll pick out a handful of different options and then when we get there you know, half of them might be good options and half of them might just be written off immediately yeah. because of factors that are outside of your control or that you didn't know. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you thought you were going to walk or drive this long four-mile road yeah. through the middle of this piece and you got there and there's a gate over it. Yeah. And yep. it says mm-hmm. no access allowed or no hunting. or I mean, something, sometimes you run into stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, you just have to adapt and, and change. But a lot of turkeys that we kill on public, we just – cruising down the road and stop and we'll you know we'll try to listen in the morning first thing when the birds are up on the limb you can hear them further away at that point right if it's calm their gobble carries further and they're they're more talkative so i'd rather i'd rather hit like five or six spots in that first 30 minutes than i would just one mm-hmm. and then you know even if you hear a bird because that's what a lot of folks will do is they'll hear a turkey gobble and then they'll just go yeah. they'll just grab mm-hmm. their stuff and they'll go i'm not gonna lie i'm and pretty bad I'm, about doing that if i'm <laughs> in a <laughs> right oh dude I'm, i've done it so many to. times i get excited he's in there let's yeah. go <laughs> this is easier said than done folks way easier said than done but if i'm getting into an area and we're gonna be there for four or five days it's it's very hard to do but if you can spend that first morning just going a to b to c to d and on down the line yeah and then pinning birds like marking them on on x or whatever yeah and i know by the time you're done going to all of those the birds are going to be flown down and they're probably not going to be talking much but they're hinned up anyway yeah. for the most part mm-hmm. they're going to do that regardless yeah but then you have all this inventory of turkeys to deal with for yeah. the next week That's so if 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 you know variable conditions come up where it gets windy or the weather gets bad and the Mm -hmm. birds aren't talking you still got options it's like okay well i know there's turkeys here because i heard them i know there's turkeys here because i heard them yeah and then you can just start going in there and systematically picking them apart that's that's interesting i've never like because i I honestly i've never thought to do that like i mean if i hear a turkey i'm probably going after him yeah you know a friend of mine from arkansas named paul owens who me and zach kurzieski met while we were hunting in tennessee on public land one time he was just sleeping in his camper sounds and we like just good, yep we just like a good guy run it yeah we yeah. run into him on public land and uh we got to talking to him and it's and it was like holy cow after talking to him for about an hour we realized this guy's killed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of birds on public land just all over the place like then he knows what he's doing yeah and that was one thing like we would just be beating ourselves to death all day walking and walking and he would always be back in camp asleep at 11 o'clock whether he had a turkey or not and we'd be like man what are you doing he said and he would always just say you got to be patient he said i get up in the morning and i go mark the birds i listen to them if i can't get on them i come back and rest and then Mm -hmm. i go back after them later in the afternoon and that sucker killed all his turkeys in Tennessee on public land in one week. Holy smokes. <laughs> all four of them. Yeah, and, okay, he knows what he's doing. And he'd never been on that area before. Really? Yeah, I mean, he knew what he was doing. See, one thing that I've learned, and that, that I, I had no idea you were going to have that tip, but it has, because, like, talking to y'all, and then we got to, me and Jordan got to hunt with Dave last year, Dave Owens. Like, all these, and every other guy, Josh Thrash, all yeah. the guys I know that consistently kill birds on public land 
like just one huge factor that they have in their arsenal is they focus on efficiency. Mm-hmm. And so, and that, I, like I said, I've never thought about that before, but as, as hard as that would be to do, it makes all the sense in the world. Like you, like you miss, you know, maybe a morning or two of going after a turkey, but you find five turkeys. Especially you, in a state right. where you can hunt all day. Right. Especially in a state where you can hunt all day. Yeah. That is super important because – I mean, half of them we kill are in the middle of the day or in the afternoon. You right. know how that is. Oh, yeah. I, that's, mean, that's, I tell – I don't know how many of those questions we get or we talk to. <laughs> I got on a turkey, but I'm like, well, what did you do? He's like, well, he stopped gobbling about eight thirty nine o'clock, so we left. Like, well, <laughs> you're missing out on some opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I tell people that all the time, too. That if you've got – like, if you're just hunting weekends or if you're trying to – maybe you got to work – at mm-hmm. eight and you don't have time to go hunting in the morning i bet you have time to go listen yeah and if you go out there and listen and mark turkeys then maybe you get out maybe you're a school teacher and you get off work at three thirty-four in the afternoon and you got a couple hours to hunt before you know it closes well if you marked a turkey that morning on your way to work you can slide right in there in that that afternoon or that evening yeah. and possibly kill him in the same area yeah you know as long as you're patient and you just I mean, they may not be talking much, but if you're in there when he loses those hens and goes to goblin, you nobody else was in the woods at that time, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, and you got him all to yourself, and that's when he lets yeah. his guard down and he comes right into the gun. the the first uh, The first turkey I ever killed on the the public land near where I went to college at. I talked, you know Keith Polk. Oh yeah. I told him what I was doing and the struggles I was facing. He said, "You're hunting at the wrong hours." Like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? He said, you hunt when everybody else is hunting. Mm-hmm. He said, get on those turkeys when nobody else is. I said, yep. huh, okay, I'll try this. Like, I want the first, like probably the third time I went in there, dead turkey. And I yep. was like, huh, that worked. You know, and it, it had kind of not purposely done, but I'd, I'd been in there enough mornings that I'd heard a bunch of turkeys, so I kind of knew where they were at. I wasn't trying to do the method but it, it, it kind of worked out that way and mm-hmm. when i was in those woods it was not i didn't see i didn't drive by or park see anybody else that was the only soul out there yep mm-hmm. goblin turkey come in to 20 yards boom like well i'll be dang look at that mm-hmm. that's right doing mm-hmm. stuff other people aren't doing there and then there's there, granted there's a lot of tactics out there that work well for everybody so it kind of just depends on the situation but yeah often you know you'll run into a bird maybe you pull into a parking lot and there's a turkey just blowing up 200 yards in a parking lot and hmm. you see tire tracks everywhere well that bird has been hunted a lot probably. like he's been hunted a lot he's he's probably got a screw loose yeah like he may be one of those types that's going to sit on the hmm. limb and not to say that you couldn't just plop down and call him right to you because you could i mean they're turkeys they got little bitty brains and yeah. sometimes that'll happen but if we're going to go after one at first light in that situation, we're more apt to circling all the way around him to yeah. get him as he's headed away from that pressure. To not go at him the way right. every other right. Many guy times going at him. Yep. a guy is going or a hunter of any kind is coming from that parking lot and going straight at that bird calling and that turkey's hammering at him. But while he's keeping him gobbling, we're moving around the backside mm-hmm. and then setting up quietly. And about the time he pitches down and goes quiet, we – start some soft calling and then boom he gobbles and he's headed our way yeah you know it's just being in the right spot has a lot to do with it and that pressure can almost help you in situations like that Mm -hmm. i would say and that probably would and y'all would agree with this i'm sure what helps a lot of y'all too is y'all just at this point y'all just done it so many times Mm -hmm. you just kind of 
have a better grasp of what that turkey's going to do. Get yourself in enough situations and different scenarios. Yeah. You're going to learn how to deal with birds like that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's just part of learning. That's what I tell people. I said, look, you can as watch many YouTube videos as you want. Watch them. They're helpful. You can, I can answer as many questions as I can try to answer, but nothing's going to replace you going out in the woods and just doing it. Nope. Failing. Failing. I failed a lot more than I succeeded. You, learned, on you learn more on the failures than you do on the on the mm. successful hunts even. Oh, yeah. Especially when, when you get, like, whooped really bad and oh, you yeah. have a turkey tie you in a knot and come in behind you and you don't get to shoot yeah. him and you and did something like, wrong. I am not letting that happen again. Or your, your setup's <laughs> just bad, bad wrong. The turkey comes in and you can't get a mm. shot. You know, yep. I've done that more times than I could count. Lost sleep over it more oh, yeah. times than yeah. I could count. That's right. Uh, uh, well, crap, man. I've, take, I've kept you all for 30-something minutes already. Y'all, y'all yeah, got to get fine. to y'all's booth. I got to get to my booth. One thing um, I'm sure probably most of the people that listen to this podcast know who you are already, but just for good measure, just – tell kind of where we can find y'all at on youtube and social and all that yeah the hunting public on youtube that's where our content primarily goes that's mm-hmm. where that's our bread and butter uh you know putting out videos three to four videos per week throughout the entire season turkey season of course deer season are our you know our main focus but we're doing stuff in the off season and uh so then yeah we, we also have videos on amazon prime amazon prime yep and uh we, you know, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. Twitter, TikTok. <laughs> y'all are just, just dabbling in TikTok. Y'all have now. a TikTok? We got a TikTok, <laughs> no. man. I don't even know. I looked at it for about 15 minutes the other day, and I think I killed more brain cells doing that than I did all of college. But Dude, I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even have a TikTok. I saw it. I just, I don't know. I, it's a new wave, though, I guess. It is. It was kind of <laughs> interesting after oh, a while. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. I just, I've burned enough of my time up on Instagram and other yep. stuff. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to dive into another <laughs> how one. Many, yep. How many different types of social media can you consume <sighs> in one day? Yeah. Too many. So, when, do y'all know when the Turkey Tour 2020 will officially kick off? About March 14th. March 14th. So oh, yeah, because y'all are going to be in Mississippi. We're going to be in Mississippi. Yep. yep. Cool. And I, I'm sure it'll be rough, but it'll be a lot of fun. It's part of it. Yep. It's part of it. Um, well, guys, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank y'all for being here today. I can't thank y'all for putting up with me in 2012. I, yeah, good times, brother. Yeah, man, it was good times. I remember you coming up in that little S10 at the time, wasn't it? <laughs> coming all the way up from Mississippi and getting up there to Southern Iowa with us. My S10 you were, and my I U-Haul think you were trailer. 20. I was. Yep. 20 I, on the nose. I remember it well. You brought a little culture into the into the office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. Us, us Midwestern boys that they hadn't seen it. The first gas station that I stopped at before I got to your house that night, I went in there and to get some gas. And I said, I bought something with store clerk. She said, you're not from here. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am. No, I am not. I'm far no. from home. <laughs> I should say, before we wrap this up, I should tell people this because it's, this is a, you know, an attaboy pat on the back for you. You didn't have a lick of experience with filming doing nothing before we picked you to be an intern up there but you had some determination man because you (laughs) called me like three or four times in just a couple weeks and you're like you know because i was i talked to you i interviewed you at first for the internship and we had hundreds of applicants you know yeah and lots of applicants with more experience but you kept calling me and you're like hey man and you were just super nice and i could tell that you really loved hunting and that you had a passion for it and uh, 
and I just kept telling the other guys in the office, I'm like, man, we got to pick these interns. And I'm telling you, this Lake Pickle boy, he's from down <laughs> south, and he will not leave me alone. <laughs> like, he wants this thing so bad. <laughs> so it, that's just, you know, I side was, note, if you're trying to – you know, you're trying to get a job or you're trying to get to the, get into this industry somehow. Don't give up. Everybody's path trying. is different. It's yep. You don't have to go to media school. No, no you don't. I tell people, y'all still, y'all still have the internship program, Yeah, right? we do. Because yeah. I always, I, I get asked on my Instagram, and we did a whole podcast about it. Because yep. we get so many questions on our, on our, I'm sure y'all do too. And I tell people, I'm like, look, I'm not telling you it's a guarantee that you'd get it. But the internship program opened. I wouldn't. I would not be working at Primos right now if it weren't for that. Oh, internship. we wouldn't be if doing it, this. I wouldn't nope. be doing this. If I wouldn't own this if, business if without it, it. If it weren't for y'all two guys teaching me how to run camera and edit some stuff, I, there's no way I wouldn't have had a shot. Yeah. Nope. So that's what did it for me. And we're happy for you and proud of you. I'm yeah. proud. Shoot, you I'm proud of y'all. <laughs> you know how many times we you seen the hunt in public? I know those guys. <laughs> I know those guys. <laughs> <laughs> they taught they taught me stuff. They, they yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Yeah, fun times. But anyhow, guys, I appreciate it. I really do. Um, guys, check out the Hunt in Public if you haven't already. Uh, lots of exciting stuff. Always good stuff from them. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.